Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me, as always, my singing co-host, Tyler Hebner. Oh, we won't be singing on the podcast, though. Oh, we're not singing on the podcast? Oh, no, 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 no. I only sing in, in two situations, in the car rides uh, and at karaoke. That's it. Uh, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Uh, I'm very much a, a spur-of-the-moment person. I, I like to... Sing what I know people who I attend with listen to, right? So if I'm, you know, if I'm going with people who like the same taste of music as me, I might do a couple like, you know, a little Panic at the Disco throwback, um, you know, like maybe more like <laughs> pop pop punk stuff. Um, but you know, I could do, you know, I could do the rap stuff. I can do like the old. Uh, I could do like classic rock. I could do pretty much anything for the most part. I could find something, right? Um, I've always wanted to sing, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, is it called the long December? Is that what it's called by the Counting Cow- Crows? Rose? Yeah. I love that yeah. song. Um, so yeah, is, I, I've is there a reason to, to believe you'll be good at it? Probably not. <laughs> Do you think this nice. time will be better than the last time you did it though? These are all great. This is great. <laughs> That's I, very good off the cuff. Uh, that is the first CD I ever bought. Great. That's honestly a great, they're a very underrated band. I would uh, say. That first Counting Crows album is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I would say. I agree. Uh, and that is a great transition to what we've been watching because <laughs> during my billions rewatch, I'm in, I think, see early season three now. Uh, at some point, there was an episode that had uh, Counting Crows Round Here featured a few different mm. times. So nice uh once again amazing show um they do have they do introduce a character in season two uh that wants their pronouns to be them or they uh and they are essentially gender fluid uh and it's a great probably one of my favorite characters i think i've probably talked about on this podcast before but probably one of my favorite characters in a tv series ever Mm. period nice um and i've seen all most of the big name you know, I've seen The Wire and Sopranos and all that stuff and Game of Thrones. The only, I think, Breaking Bad might be the only, you know, quote unquote, um, best series of all time in modern times that I haven't really watched all of. But Yeah, I mean, people are very, um, you know, with Breaking Bad, they're very like hot or cold. I got through, I think, two seasons of it, and I couldn't watch any more of it. I just yeah. it, it started feeling way too contrived and not in like a clever way. More in like, yeah, I don't know. That second season is its worst season, though. To be fair, so like it, it, the rest of it is is golden. The way it ends is amazing. Um, well, one day I might get back to it, but I probably have to have somebody convince me to watch it with them or something. Or like have that. someone like you know watch it with someone. You know, yeah, I don't think I'll ever get back to watching it by myself. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do that either. I'm kind of excited for the point in parenthood when I could like be like, let's watch this together. And there might be a passing interest in watching something like that. Um, um, Tyler, yeah. let me tell you right now, when you get to the point with your child that you feel OK watching Breaking Bad with them, they won't ever want to see or hang out with you anymore. Hmm. <laughs> I think my tolerance for that is probably a little high, like a little lower than others or the bar, I guess. Yeah. But you think you're at like 12 years old. You're going to be like, Hey, let's go watch breaking bad. Maybe depends. Depends. Cause on once the kid. he hits 13, you're done. Like it's over. You're done on the, he only oh. needs you to get him places for a few more years. And then it's truly over. I'd like to think that I wasn't like that to my parents. We Let all like to think that. I, well, <laughs> okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, okay, have you watched uh, up to season or episode three of Obi Wan? I have not watched episode three. I've watched episode one too. So I guess up two would be you. you so we have wa- proper we question. You hadn't watched any of it as of last week. So yes, and I've watched. We watched both episodes. Watched it with my kids. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be kid friendly. I don't know if episode three will be as kid friendly. Honestly, they've watched like at least my oldest has watched. All of the Mandalorian with us, and oh, okay. all of then Boba Fett with us up until now. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty good with like, like just overall. Like he likes Star Wars. Yeah, my kid doesn't really have an interest in Star Wars yet. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really forced it on him. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, I was trying. Yeah, Obi Wan without giving too much away because I know some people like to watch it all at one time. Like, I think it's okay. Um, it's terrible. I hate I'm it. not. <laughs> I am not. I don't think as big as an Ewan McGregor friend as I thought I was. Um, but I'm He's the only good part of the show. I guess I, I, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I'm less like even with Boba Fett, I was more like kind of into the characters, if you will so far but like with this one it kind of like the the scene where um the little version of an older character which i'm trying not to give away too much here so spoilers okay no 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 because that's yeah but it's there's no way that hasn't been given away already we're already having people pause this anyways little little girl running away from um (laughs) running away from grown adults and they're not able to catch her uh when she's not a jedi is inexcusable it just, it ruined it for me that whole character ruins it for me that whole storyline ruined it for me as soon as i knew where they were going i was like okay so it's just baby yoda again yeah pretty much they're trying to trying to do something they're trying to do something but we'll see we'll see I, i'm gonna like it's it i'm obviously not... gonna watch it. i'm gonna watch it regardless if it's the worst tell if it's the worst thing on tv and it's like i'm still gonna watch it because that's just what we do i'm gonna see it through to the end i don't know if i can I haven't seen everything Star Wars. Like, I'm not that into Star Wars that yeah, I would yeah. hate watch it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not even... Yeah, it's not even... I wouldn't consider that hate watching, but... I would have to hate watch it to keep going after episode three. Okay. Oh, so now they've, now they've given you all good. the storylines, and I don't care about any of them. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll see. I have to watch episode three next. Or, uh, it's just like, here's... List all the characters that I don't care about anymore in Star yeah. Wars, and oh, let's just put them all in a show together, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's the man. You, we had to expect the Mandalorian. The bar was so high, right? That eventually something like this was going to happen. And like they brought in the Mandalorian into Boba Fett to save, <laughs> to save that one. In well, reality, yeah, right. So, but I still think by I still enjoyed Boba Fett more than what's going on with this because at least it was different characters that I didn't really know about. This is just, yes, but you just hate this period of star Wars. I do. I really right. do. That's the you weirdest thing about me with star thing. Wars is that I love star Wars as a concept and there are tons of it that I do like, but the, the part of star Wars that they've just hit, the horse has been dead for years now and they yeah. just keep beating it. Like you would like star Wars with no oh. Jedi's basically is where we're at. I, I don't even care they're... about Jedi's just make them interesting. Yeah. And they're okay. not. The interesting Jedi is inside Jedi that doesn't want to be a Jedi. That's not interesting. That was interesting when they did it for Last Jedi because it was the first yeah. time they kind of did it. But now it's like, okay, you've tapped this well before. I, I, I'm i also two episodes into Stranger Things, and I'm convinced we'll look back at this series and think it's probably some of the better TV that's ever been made. I like, just love, like, of that horror genre, It's it's like it's triple a horror so it's like if you're a big horror buff like it's not the best but like it's pretty good for triple a horror i would say i for sure watch season one but i i just love the debt like the the, how they get you how they get you into the decade like in all the costumes and set design and like like the card like it's just so well put together is this the last season I don't. I thought last season was last season, oh. so I don't. The the, the uh, kids are getting pretty old. We're into like weird Harry Potter towards right. the end territory, where it's like, I'm I'm 15, and they're like 20. Like 20 they're yeah. like 28. Like the one girl plays like they're just getting accepted into college, and yeah. my wife's like, she doesn't look like she's a college. Like she looks 30. Like she looks. Looks like she's got three kids already. Yeah. Well, not. It's not even that. She just doesn't look. She just doesn't look, uh, she doesn't look like she's 19, right? Well, that's the problem with that kind of stuff. Like, those characters get older. Well, that's the thing is you have to film them all really fast, and you can't, like, be like, you can't, like, hope it hits big and then not have a plan to film everything in quick succession. So will they just do a movie after this and then call it or something? I don't even think they do a movie. Like, is there any sort of, uh, see, I don't really know after the, is it, it's re- the same character still, right? It's not like it hasn't turned into some anthology series or anything? No, no. It's it, honestly, I, I, and again, I've only seen two episodes of the season. It's basically like this town is haunted slash cursed, and they can't figure out how to stop it or why that is. Oh, so it's Buffy. 
So it's like a different, like now we're dealing with kind of different monsters than the first two seasons. Yeah, so it's Buffy. Ba- ba- basically, well, that was the concept so, of Buffy. Was yeah. the town that she was in was the Hellmouth, and that like, was where there, they were witches. They were witches. Like, wasn't she a vampire? No, she was a vampire. Was slayer, vampire right? hunter, but like but everything came powers. out of there. Like she fought tons of different monsters. Like Buffy is. Buffy have powers? I can't remember. Uh, no, she didn't really have powers. Okay, because there's no more powers as of right now in this series. For like, wait, there for, was powers. Yeah, like the girl had the yeah psychic powers. But she oh, just, okay. anyways. I'm I'm still only two episodes in. It's not like I, like some people finished the season already. I have no idea. Does Netflix still just put everything out at once? Yep, it's all ready. They don't drip freeze like some nope. of the other nope. ones do now. That hasn't been their thing, at least with their own their O and O kind of stuff. I kind of don't mind that because I just was sitting here and I was just like I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was looking up things I'd watched this week to write down so I remembered and I remembered that Bosch Legacy had a new episode on Friday and I haven't watched it yet. And I was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> There's just like, like I don't like keep track of it in a way that I'm like, oh, I got to watch it on the dig. I like to just like for kind of forget about it and then when I'm thinking of something to watch, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. there's a new episode of that thing. And then I, it kind of feels like something I actually want to watch rather than I could do I, I could do it either way. I, I, I don't have strong feelings whether like it's binge or if it's like weekly episodes, I really don't. Like the boys was just released, and I'm pretty sure the boys is um, an episode every week, if I'm not mistaken. So I kind of need to burn through Stranger Things, Stranger Things pretty fast, so that I can catch back up on that show because I love it. It's it, like that's about as super close to superheroes as you're gonna get with me, and it's like anti-heroes, <laughs> and there's a lot of um, like like gore and violence and stuff. But yeah, uh, maybe I'll check it. That's probably another show that at some point it'll have to be like somebody's going to be like, oh, you haven't seen all that. Let's watch it. And I'll be like, all right, fine. But we it's have to watch very, The Wire then. <laughs> yeah, it's a very stark um, difference from other superhero movies or, or shows, which is cool. Uh, <clears throat> Doctor Strange update for nobody that cares. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I need to... I really still want to see it, and every time I go, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, oh, also one other thing is you mentioned to me you watched Jackass 4.5, but you haven't seen forever. I watched yet. half of it. Yeah, I haven't oh, you watched it half all. it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't actually seen four yet, which is fine. Uh, I have a way of making letting you see four, so let me know off the podcast. And I also want to go see the new Bob's Burgers movie. I think I might take my kids. Never watched that. Oh, it's so funny. I don't like cartoons generally yeah, now. It's, it's just not it's your a thing hum- I can handle. But it's also your like I have a general sense of your humor and I think you'd really enjoy it. Like did you did you watch Archer at all? No. Oh man, I think you'd really I think like I've Archer seen well. episodes of Archer. Uh, I've seen episodes of Rick and Morty. I um, like Rick and Morty, but it's not like it's not it, it's like toilet. That's pure toilet like South Park stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen episodes of that show. I'd hope so. Yep. Um, That's fair. But, Anyways, we've already spent 15 minutes on nothing. I mean, not, whatever. Not. It is what it is. Uh, okay, so speaking of nothing, uh, we have some NHL awards to talk about, Tyler. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> take us through them all. Uh, because I had award nominations listed on our my podcast sheet for weeks and weeks, and I know you hate talking about it, so whenever I could push it, I always did. And now we're at the mm-hmm. point where they're actually announcing the winner, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, might as well. Uh, okay, the Jack Adams Award. Uh, we had Andrew Brunette, Gerard Gerlant, and Dale Sutter as the nominees, and Mr. Sutter won. That makes total sense. Uh, it does. That's actually, for once, not a team that was bad that suddenly became good this year. Um, you mm. could argue, well, they were bad yeah. last year, the year before, but they weren't terrible. They were bad for half a year mm. last year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's the true. Playoffs. He definitely turned them around in a way that, like, yeah, he's he, a good coach. he made the first line just absolutely insane this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brunette and Gallant. Um, I think Gallant's the weird nominee here, given the fact that he basically egored his way to a good record. I mean, the team looks really good now. Um, I think Andrew Kopp was a huge ad for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, Brunette, I think, was worthy nominee. I don't, but I'm glad Sutter won. I think for once the Jack Adams Award 
probably went to one of the better coaches, though I still don't understand why John Cooper doesn't kind of win it almost every year. Yeah. Uh, okay, next up, uh, do you want to talk about Carey Price winning the Masterton over Hayes and Chara? I don't really know what they're else. Is, what I mean, it's like that's who had like the, the pers- perseverance. Yeah, uh, like who award. had the worst life thing happen? Like, yeah, basically, life happened like, to you, and you you came back. Yeah, which is great. Like, I wish they just awarded it to all the three finalists, kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chara yeah. got nominated because he's old. Yeah, that's the only one that was like, uh, but Kevin Hayes. Uh, Kevin like, Hayes' brother notably died it. tragically. Yeah, and he still uh, had a pretty decent season. And he did have a pretty decent season for an absolutely awful team. Yeah. Uh, though the pitcher here on this site I'm looking at has him in a Rangers jersey, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, and then Carey Price won because I don't, that's the, to me, him winning is weird because like that, that. The things that he came back from were kind of like <laughs> personal choices. <laughs> I would have, um, I would have probably given it to him next year. Like if he came back, yeah, if he came back next year and had a good year, he makes more sense next year. I think Kevin Hayes honestly probably should have been the winner this year. Probably, but like again, I can't. Um, it's a really tough look to be like, yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't <laughs> suffer enough for this. It's like okay. I feel like we have this conversation every year when we talk about this award and we yeah, kind of make fun of it for that exact reason. It's like, it's not even about making like they deserve recognition, but all like it's just dumb to vote on. <laughs> like, shouldn't it be one of those things where it's a trophy where you get nominated and then in a, like a, something is donated to a charity of your choice type thing? Something like, would like that, that make more sense? Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be more in the spirit of the award. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, could be. Or well, like old. each team nominates somebody like they do, and then three people actually get chosen, and then they split up like whatever, 25 grand each or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you well, donate no, that it to a the, charity of your choice. That would be probably more in line with like the um there's like a good person of the year award who does like work in the community. Like that's Clancy? Probably, yeah, that's probably more of that. Yeah, pacing, that's true. I would say, but anyways. Uh, they could just rename the tro- the Masterton Trophy. Who died close to you? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it either sucks. like somebody you know close to you die. Well, apparently, being old helps. So, I mean, yeah, you know, good luck to whoever decides to come back next year because I think Chara's done too. Yep. Uh, okay. Speaking of somebody who maybe will be done, but he just won a Selkie Trophy for the fifth time, which is a NHL record. Uh, Patrice, Patrice Bergeron Patrice. won Patrice. Uh, Bergeron won the Selkie again. Uh, Elias Lindholm and Alexander Barkov were the runners up. Uh, I'm fine with that. He should probably win yep. every year he's in the NHL. He should probably have 10 of these things. Yep. And I didn't really see any like horrible first or second place votes in the um, like the little list that they put out. You know, of all the people who get the votes. Oh, and right. Yeah. Because they put I out saw the some full hilarious. List. I saw some hilarious ones, but not like any like egregious ones. Like he almost won it unanimously um, with all the first place votes. But like I saw a Michael Raffle. Um, Mike, like, that was the one. That was the one I was going to bring up. Like, <laughs> this man was scratched regularly during the regular season. What he are you played, he played on like the fourth one. What the fuck? What are we doing here? That seems like a side bet. Like he's oh, like, oh, give you a vote if you give me ten grand or like. Well, no, he stupid... probably made a bet. He probably made a bet like that one bet I made that one year with Anton Strawman winning the Norris. But he's oh, like, right. if Michael Raffle gets a single vote for the Selkie, I yeah. win a thousand dollars. And then he's pays some fucking journalist to give him a fifth place vote. He's like, Haha, yes. Well. I mean, somebody drunkenly bet me that Nick Yalmerson would win a Norris yeah, that's trophy. <laughs> and that's he, rough. he keeps telling me he's paying up, but he still hasn't paid up now. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, okay, so congrats to the winners. We'll have more next week um, when we'll get uh, a few more, I think. And then eventually they'll just keep all the bigger ones for the actual quote-unquote ceremony or whatever they're doing this year. Yeah, they're doing like an hour show or some shit. Yeah, some dumb thing like that. That, um, I won't watch. that me and him will definitely watch and probably do a whole podcast while we live watch nope. it. And nope. It'll be so great. Nope. Uh, Tyler's going to book the day off work. Why would um, I do that? He's going to send his wife off? and kids away. We're going to get a hotel together. Why would I have to send them away if we weren't staying at my place? 
I don't know. Just, <laughs> just to be a just, jerk. Please leave the house. And th- please then I leave the house and I'm leaving also. Leave. Nobody's allowed to be here unless I'm here. I'm the man of this house. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's toxic. Anyways. How is that toxic? Isn't that like a show that's still on or something? A man of the house? Doesn't like uh, home hardware t- Tim Allen guy have a show on right home, now? That's home improvement. Home improvement. <laughs> home hardware. Or, 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 or whatever he used to do, right? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that was like the greatest show that ever existed. When you have a father who does that for a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, I watched a lot of episodes of that. Yeah, that was a good rerun one. Uh, sure. I. That had a laugh track, right? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't watch that now. Is that still on? Like, did you find? Is that on a streaming? I'm sure it's series? on like the retro channels. Yeah. But, I don't like, think is it's it on, on Prime or something. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. Could I come I back know. next week and be like, I watched all seven seasons be, of the Home Improvement? You would probably have lost a lot of brain cells at that point. Oh, you know what I have done on Prime before, which is a weird thing to do, is. Uh, you you watch the first episode and last like final what? episode of a TV series Jesus, that you've that's never seen before. Serial killer shit. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, like, I need great. to start this and then immediately end this. Oh, I watched the first. I'll watch the first like the pilot and then I'll be oh, like, wow, that God. was weird. And then I'll go and watch like the last episode. I'll be like, wow, there's like one actor left. Like this. Yeah. This I kind of wish. I kind of wish I did that with Lost. Because I watched two seasons of Lost, and then we just stopped watching it. And I've always wondered what happens. Uh, they Do you want me to spoil the end of Lost for you? I just, like, we... Uh, they, I can't really spoil it. I've never watched it. I've only heard uh, things. The, the part where I got in Lost was, like, they found, um, like, a, it's, it was like a, 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 sh- like a bomb shelter kind of thing in the forest. Right. And they went down it, and that was it. That's all I know. I I feel like that's a show that I would watch, even though I kind of know how it ends and still like it. Um, so I oh, feel it was like it, cool. Yeah, it yeah, was cool just kind of get that little drip feed of mystery yeah. type thing. Um, so maybe one day that could be. a show. We didn't watch it that long ago, so it's still like uh, we must. It had to have been within the last five years. Like it was well done by the time we started watching it. Well, that's the beauty of today. You can watch stuff whenever yeah, you want. I was, I was just like, this is a. Th- this is a hell wide, like a well-regarded show. Let's watch. <laughs> and then I heard the ending was bad. And then we just, like, it's a lot to watch. It's a big undertaking. Yeah. And then you're just like, uh, maybe not. Sopranos, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I got to start that. I don't know. I need some time oh. for that. Maybe I, maybe I go on vacation and, uh, that's like an airplane thing. Oh, just, just watch like a bunch of episodes on the airplane. Yeah. And get into it. Like if we went to Germany or something, that's like a eight hour flight. Uh, not necessarily a great airplane show. Okay. Um, it is an HBO show. The language, at least you won't have to worry about because you'll have headphones on. Um, there's definitely nudity and violence in it. Too bad. Um, the opening scene of the Sopranos is James Gandolfini getting roadhead from a stripper. (laughs) Damn. So it starts hot. Oh, it, oh, dude, you watch that pilot of it's one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Because honestly, a lot of times pilots aren't very good, or they kind of like lay up what it could be potentially if they actually had a budget type thing. Yeah. That ep- first uh, episode of The Sopranos is like a movie. It's like it pulls you right in, and you're like in. Uh, and that show goes places for sure. Um, but yeah, it's kind a whole of like thing. The- Kind of like the Colorado Avalanche, would you say? Yeah, I was going to say, we kind of went all the <laughs> way back to watching stuff again. <laughs> we should just have an hour conversation before we do this. <laughs> Get it we on. should just do a show. We should just do a, we should just switch to doing a, over the off season, we'll just switch the whole podcast to like movies and television. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, we do have two more news things though. We didn't talk oh, about them. My bad. I, again, I, I do not get but a you rubric. I do not get the agenda. I just show up. The agenda is a notes file that I have on my phone um, that carries to my Mac. So I, mm-hmm. and it, it sometimes there's a lot of stuff and sometimes there's not a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, okay. So the Bruins lost three defensemen and they're all out long-term. Oh, McAvoy, really? Greg's lick and Riley. <laughs> Wait a second. Can we go back? <laughs> what, sorry. What's his name? McAvoy? <laughs> Greg? Did you just call him Greg's Lick? Greg's Lick? 
No, it's like Greslick, right? Grizzlick. Yeah. Grizzlick. Okay. Greg'slick. Greg. Greg's licks. Greg. Greg the egg. That's a succession oh reference God. for anyone. All right. Um, but they apparently they still need to trade one of these guys because they have no cap room, uh, and their top two centers are Who's currently. Who's the third tra- one? What? Who's the third one after Grizzlick? Uh, the other M Riley. Oh, okay, Mike Riley. They weren't. They didn't seem like they were too happy with Riley. Uh, they the were not. Um, and if you're a team looking for a left shot defenseman, uh, I would probably go after him for three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they, they were. It's going to be weird when they he gets moved instead of uh, Derek Forbert, <laughs> who should not have been given a three by three. But I uh, yeah, so all those guys are at long term. Uh, Bergeron's a free agent. Um, they have no cap space. Yeah. Uh, they got issues there. Uh, but thankfully, now the Hampus, like if they knew this at the time that Hampus Lindholm was signed, this makes a lot more sense, I guess, to sign him. Because uh, now they have at least one defenseman. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, but, and also a quick reminder from last week's show, Marchand is also out for at least yeah. probably December or January. So we have a rough start to the season. Uh, I, if I'm the Bruins, I'm looking at selling anything that I don't want to have for the next, that I don't see on the team in three years. And I'm bottoming out next year in one of the deepest drafts we've seen in a long time. Mm. Look at how, like, but look at a lot of teams, like Tampa did that. Remember they had yep. that one season where they bottomed out. Uh, it happens sometimes. And then it actually, if you draft well, then it works out. I can't necessarily say the Bruins draft well, but maybe mm. they will. No? Maybe. Okay. The playoffs are going on, Tyler. Um, do you they want are. to go west or east first? Let's go west because we had an east game today. We'll end with that. Okay. So uh, basically no games of the conference final had happened yet when we were recording the last podcast. The game one between the Oilers and Avalanche was just about to happen, uh, and it was a boring one nothing. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> it was eight to six for the Avalanche. Amazing game. An absolutely unreal back and forth affair. Um, and oddly enough, both teams uh, only had a two player. Each had one player with three points. That was it. Like there was yeah. no going off here where it was like a Mason Marchment six point game type mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just every guy on the team basically contributing, uh, except for uh, Goldie, the goalies. Except for the goalies. <laughs> And uh, Edmonton defenseman named Barry, CC, and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a it's been a great series so far, and um, obviously injuries starting to play a factor. Um, we I yeah. don't know, were you going game by game? Yeah, Sorry. I was going to do a little okay. game by game Go thing ahead. since we're kind of into the confinals here. You just here. set it up. You just set it all up, and then you just let me know when you're good. So that was game one. Uh, game two uh, basically was a shutout where the Avalanche won for nothing, but Kemper got her and Mr. Frank says had to come in and finish off that shutout. Correct. Correct. Uh, and now Kemper's out for an undetermined amount of time. The series probably uh, for sure this series, but potentially longer. Um, but uh, no problems there. Uh, the Oilers offense completely dried up in game two. Uh, because the, the Avalanche realized they just have to shut down one guy. Um, mm-hmm. And the rest of the team basically has nothing. Uh, game three, uh, the Avalanche obviously had to start their backup. Uh, it did not matter. It was a 4-2 win, a 3 nothing series lead, and uh, Evander Kane killed Nazem Kadri. <laughs> yeah, he's out for this. He's he's out for the series now, too. Kadri could potentially be out for the playoffs. Um, yeah. And Kane... Uh, hypothetically might also be out for the playoffs after it was announced <laughs> shortly before the podcast started uh, that he will be suspended for one game. Um, I actually haven't seen the hit yet, Tyler. Oh, it's, um, so it's pretty bad. When I saw it live, I was like, yeah, that's pretty shitty. You should probably give him a five minute major. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the other thing on the ice. They basically did not give him a penalty. Well, did they give him a two or? No, they get, they gave him a five, and then they reviewed it, and they they kept the five. They gave him a they gave him a five minute. They didn't kick him out of the game, but they gave right. him a five minute major for boarding or whatever the hell it was, and uh, that's that. Uh, where is it? Why is it so hard to find somebody in? What are you using? I don't just I used Should Google Twitter. 
just be on Twitter. But oh, I mean, that's he, loud. He hit him from behind, uh, pushed him into the boards, and there was an injury on the play. It was a bad I, hit. Okay, I'm watching a uh, Mercedes Benz commercial. Nice. Yeah. Like what what model? I don't know the one I can't afford. So all of them. Ah. Uh, oh, I missed it. Replay. Missed the hit. Oh, there oh. it is again and again and again and again. It's funny they have the same number again, again, again. Why are we doing this? Why are you doing this right now? Okay. Give yeah, a take he, or? He crushed him. Yeah, it was uh, a good That's hit. not good. You don't hit guys like that. He knew he was in a vulnerable position and he did it anyways. Yeah. And uh, didn't someone earlier in the playoffs do this and get a game? Clifford, right? Yep. Yeah, same kind of hit. Well, yeah, but Clifford I was did that. it with his body. Yeah. Vander Kane basically cross-checked him. Yeah, equally. But yeah, exactly the same. Um, for sure, He, I was going to be really surprised if he only got uh, one, if he basically got the fine for that. Um, but we didn't talk about it last week, but that Truba hit on Jarvis um, in the Kane's Rangers series, uh, Jarvis was interviewed later on and basically said he doesn't essentially remember that game or anything that happened for almost the next 24 hours. Yeah, um, that was, that, it, that was a, it was a hard hit. I wouldn't call it a bad hit. It was it's more one of those things where he, he just fell or whatever and put himself yeah. in a way more vulnerable spot for yeah. the hit. So yeah. it's just bad luck. It was a bad luck hit, but Troop is obviously known for, he's one of the few guys left that is kind of Scott Stevens light, if you will. Yeah. He's a big hitter. For sure. Uh, okay, so the Avalanche and Oilers will play uh, tonight, if you're listening to this podcast nope. on the day it's released. Oh, okay, never mind. Ah, I got ya. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Because um, we're releasing on Monday this week, because we kind of decided there was no good night to record on in between rounds this time. No. Um, ideally, yeah. the other series we're about to talk about goes a few more games, uh, because I kind of think the Avalanche are about to... Uh, put their uh, boots on the throat here and just end this thing to get some rest time and get themselves uh, into the Stanley Cup final for the first time since, I believe, what, 2003? Yeah. Yes. I believe um, was when they, I think, lost to the Devils. or No, that was their last win in the final, right? I think so. was 03 yeah. uh, when they had that run with Patrick Waugh where they were making the final almost every other year or the West final. Um, yeah, and them and Detroit were beating the crap out of each other a lot. Uh, you never okay. know. It, it takes one – like Edmonton – without Kane, it's tough. But, like, they could they could probably win next game. They could it's win a game or two, but there's no possible way that the Colorado oh, Avalanche are losing the series now. I'm a little nervous after today about the next series going potentially seven. But I, I have a feeling, like, we're – they're both going to be pretty short series, and then we're just on to the cup final. Uh, okay, so the other series we're talking about, obviously, is the Lightning and Rangers. Uh, game one, the Rangers came out guns a-blazing and smoked the Lightning 6-2. to two. Uh, Game two was a little bit closer, but the Rangers still pulled out a 3-2 to two win. Uh, game three was today, which I watched more or less a bunch of because I at least had it on the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at one point, I decided, oh, the overtime's about to come. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, and I came back out, or I <laughs> shut the door to the bathroom. And my kid went, they scored. And I said, who scored? And he said, the team did. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the bathroom here and come out and know the game's over. And I don't know what team won yet. Um, yeah. But the Lightning pulled out another last-minute victory in this playoffs. Um, and basically changed this series around. It is now 2-1 for the Rangers instead of 3-0. Uh, and I would be worried if I'm the Rangers now. Well, what do we always say? We always say it's not a series until you lose at home. Nobody's lost at home yet. Not yet. Not yet. So we will see. I mean, the Lightning are at home. They're expected to win next game. That's what you expect. That's home ice advantage. So if I'm the Rangers, you know, obviously them coming back down 0-2 after going to Tampa is a little rough, but it's nothing that they haven't gone through before, right? The Carolina series was like this as well. They, you know, they're still in a power position in my, in my eyes, obviously being up a game, but 
it's been a really good series. The Rangers have looked really good. Um, and basically the only line that's doing anything for Tampa is, is the Kucherov line. Like the depth is the depth scoring is just not there this year for whatever reason. Like Brendan Hagel hasn't been doing anything. Sorelli hasn't been doing anything. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly Stamkos and, and Kucherov at this point from a Ford, from the Ford's perspective. So, well, and it was notable in game two that that also ended Vasilevsky's streak in the playoffs of being unbeaten after losing a game. Yeah. I think he was like 18 and 0 or something like that. Yeah. You had to expect that they were going to have a pushback at some point. The Rangers were not going to sweep the lightning. We, we knew like it, that's just not how this, like Tampa's this, the Tampa Bay lightning are this thing to everybody. It's they're this, like, it's really hard to, to envision them losing, but you know that they're not going to lose. They're not going to get swept. They're not going to go down without a fight. It would can, it would not at all surprise me to see the Lightning win the next three games and yeah. take the series. I could also see this game, this going six games, like yep. for the, in the Rangers' favor. Like it's not like it's going to be over. Like I'm I'm hesitant to say it'll be over in five, but it all depends on how the Rangers play in Tampa in a couple of days, right? Because that'll be like I, I I'm more I believe more in the Rangers to win at home. Than I do on the road. That's just the way that they feed off the they feed off the crowd a lot. Like they're a very emotional team. Uh, so ideally, Tampa wants to go back two two and not three uh, one, right? Well, I think that goes without saying for like any team, not just Tampa. But true enough. But you know, they definitely should. Like again, they kind of said this in Edmonton. I watched the Colorado game last. It would have been last night for us, but two nights ago. If you're listening to this. Um, and they were basically saying on the broadcast, like, this is Edmonton's game seven. You cannot go down three, nothing. And they lost. So, you know, three, nothing and two, one is, is a big difference between those two, um, the way that the series feels. So that's why we're feeling like, oh God, Tampa might get back in this. But in reality, it could have just been a one game kind of bump. They're pretty beat up. They're pretty slow. Um, the Rangers power play is on fire. Um, man, the, the, all of the Rangers three, like top three lines are, are just moving. Like the, when they're on the ice, you think like, you're like, okay, they they could probably, you know, score on this shift. Like that Heedle, uh, Lafreniere, Kako line looks amazing. The who, exactly, sorry? The who? The Lafreniere and Kako combination looks great. No, sorry. You left somebody out there. Uh, no, I don't think it did. Barclay um, Goodrow, I think. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's heel yeah, season, look, baby. He does look good. Yeah, he's look good. But uh, he, again, until he does it over a full season, I'm never going to give him the fantasy uh, okay like you want me to. I forgot to send it to you, and now like I probably couldn't find it. Um, but if I think about it, I might be able to think of who tweeted it. But somebody had a Capo Caco jersey with the number and everything, except mm-hmm. they spelt it Caco. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and I saw Jesus. somebody tweet it out, and they were like, "I don't even understand how to describe this." <laughs> like, was that somebody getting a jersey when he was drafted and didn't know how to spell it? Like, how do you not know nowadays? Like, yeah, how to spell it? A last name? Yeah. I do remember getting a jersey. This would have been pre like web browser on your cell phone time. And I asked for a player and the jersey, like I had the jersey and I just wanted the name and the number to be put on it. And I said, what name and number? I said the name and they were like, well, how do you spell it? And what number is he? And I was like, oh, because <laughs> I didn't Jesus. know. I was like, you're thinking in my head, like you're the fucking store. <laughs> like, shouldn't you? I was like a freaking roster or something, but uh, I figured it out. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Do we want to talk about some of the bets that we have currently going? Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I only had two. And if any are still valid. Yeah, I only have one to update. I, I lost. I had Edmonton to win the first game of the series. Or, yeah, win game one and lose the series, which I've obviously lost. Um, and the only other, like, round-focused bet I have still left is Tampa to win 4-2, which would take four straight wins um, by the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is still very possible. That's possible. <laughs> But I, I bet you the odds for that are a lot better right now than they than they were when we made the bet. Uh, do you know what's not possible, Tyler? What? 
the Lightning to win 4 0. No, that um, is not. They so could go 4 0 from this point forward. Yeah. They, they cannot win 4 0. I really should have switched these bets. I have the Avs to win 4 2, and I have Lightning to win 4 0. If I would have switched those, I'd still be looking okay. <laughs> hey. Uh, you can give Connor McDavid. I've always said, like, you know, you can give Connor McDavid a couple games, even if they're down three uh, zero. The Avs are hurt now, man. Like they're they're hurting. They really need to finish this series off. Yeah, because they need some time to rest up before yeah. they get to the finals. Okay, so since we are into the conference finals, uh, we don't have as much to talk about unless we sat here and did a really game by game breakdown, and that's just not happening. No. Uh, so we are going to start going over some of the losers, um, as in some of the teams that miss playoffs. Uh, and we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up here. I feel uh, like there's a Drake song that you could have referenced there. I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just bypass it. Keep, Started keep from the bottom, now we're here? Yes. Is that a Drake thing? Yep. Yep. Uh, now, I used- on to the next thing. I remember when Drake first blew up, I used to call him Draw K um, just to annoy people. And it worked really well. Like, I can't tell you how well that worked. I'm annoyed right now hearing you say that. Yeah, I would be like, oh, you mean Draw K? And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I thought he was French. Um, I thought it was Draw K, like a Dracula thing or something. Oh, okay. This is great. Yeah. Uh, Good Um, bit, right? We starting with the who we starting with? Who, well, who speaking we of French, with? Tyler, we're starting ah. with the bottom. So, <laughs> les habitants de Montreal, um, who a, a piece of news that I left over uh, signed uh, interim coach Martin Saint Louis to a three-year contract. Tyler's favorite hockey player. I mean, he better be. Um, he hey n- hey, listen now. I am a partial Montreal Canadiens fan moving forward. That's gross. Uh, as I will have uh, Shane Gross. Ray. So I have no choice but to hope that Martin St. Louis is actually uh, a good coach and that um, this isn't a Dominic Ducharme number two coming in. So um, I hope he I hope he gives Shane Wright a lot of ice time on the power play. That's all I, I can hope for. Okay, so let's uh, go over the bones of this Canadian roster here a little bit. Uh, we have a lot of long-term contracts signed by the previous GM, uh, Marc Bergevin, who me and Tyler both loved so much. Uh, and you can see the reasons by looking at this roster. Um, I think the biggest unknown, obviously, on this team that changes everything is what the fuck's going on with Carey Price. Yeah, um, I mean, they've got a few um, they've got a few kind of questions like that. Jonathan Druin's another one with <laughs> a lot of money that that is kind of tied up. That's uh, that's $16 million worth of players right there between the two of them that are just complete unknowns. Just looking at, uh, you know, barring any major, and we can't obviously predict the future, and, and we will have a very in-depth conversation in the offseason with all the moves that end up happening, starting with the draft that's coming up. Um, this team should still be pretty bad. The worst thing that could happen to Montreal right now is that they're a bubble team next uh, season. And they have like, that we think we're good thing going yeah, on. Yeah, like Martin yeah. St. Louis is a really good coach and that he gets them playing a really good system and they just miss the playoffs or, um, you know, they're not dead last again because then they just miss out on Connor Bedard because the rules, the first overall rules don't, don't kick in until next year. Right. So they could technically still be in the Connor Bedard race next year. They need to be bad, but look competitive. Basically, yeah. Right? Like, lose a lot of 2 1, 3 2, win a I couple just make it clear. I just want to make it clear. I hope to God that Connor Bedard is not going to Montreal because then Shane Wright would be uh, useless to me and a holy year would be able to be lost for me fantasy wise. Um, but yeah, okay. that's, that would be rough. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> Duran has one more year left, which would be the upcoming year at 5.5. Uh, we don't know what's going on with him. He obviously basically left hockey um, for a little bit here uh, due to injury and some mental health issues. Uh, if he does come back, like, why not just give him every opportunity to do everything you can to make him a valuable asset at the deadline? Right. And they were doing that before, like he left to be for, to be fair. Right. Like he and was I think getting... that's what you do with him this yeah. year, with especially with St. Louis there. I think the only chance they have now with, with 
I think with St. Louis as the coach, you have better odds of him coming back and getting value. And maybe he even, if he likes being there again, is willing to stay for a lower, you know, you can't sign him yeah. for that or more. Oh, no, he doesn't, right? he hasn't deserved it. He wouldn't ask for that. Like at best, you're giving him a two-year deal at 3.5 or something, right? Yeah, he's going the way of the Galchenyuk pretty fast. So he actually, there are options there with him. I think you could do, that's not a complete waste. It's the carry price thing. That's he is 27. Whole, he is 27, he's so... Not, he's not He's not. young. He, no, but this is like between 27 and 30, you could argue, was kind of peak, right? I guess, but like, uh, they also traded Sergachev for him. Like, they did. They're never getting that value back, and we <laughs> basically knew it at the time that deal happened. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't, because we didn't well, know how we, good Sergachev was, but yeah. Yeah, but you don't trade with the Lightning, I think, was when <laughs> yes. we learned that. Well, now quickly. we know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh word wise there's again like you said a lot of long-term deals you've got suzuki who you just signed and he's you know a cornerstone center for them um you've got brendan gallagher who signed until he's 35 which i think most canadian friends are probably okay with uh given that he looks to probably be your next captain um considering shea weber's not around and then you've got uh, Josh Anderson and Mike Hoffman and Christian Dvorak and Joel Armia <laughs> and Paul Byron all signed for $3.4 or more, uh, $3.4 million, sorry, or more. So there's some not good players signed to significant cap it there. Uh, and they're not movable. Like Paul Byron might be um, similar to how Lekkonen was, but. Like the Paul other. Byron, you could probably move at the deadline and get something for him. Yeah, you're not moving Mike Hoffman. Uh, you're not moving Hoffman, Anderson, or Dvorak unless you're willing to give up assets on top of them. Yeah. Um, to move like that, like to me, Dvorak or potentially Hoffman, I would say more so Dvorak because there might be some sort of useful. Like he's a you, you could play him on your roster and he's not going to be a deficiency. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like he is a useful NHL player. So if there is a team that is looking to at least add cap space and he's a center, arguably, so that's useful. Like, I think you could actually get something for Dvorak without having to give up too much or just retaining a little salary. Hoffman and Anderson to me are unmovable. So Hoffman's got two years left. And he's good that's on, what it is, though. It's he's two good years. On the he had power one play. year left. You might be OK. But what if what if you retain 50 percent of that salary? Yeah, but he's poison, though. And everybody knows he's a trigger man. He's a slow trigger man. He's a guy that you could get for a million dollars. He kind of screams. Uh, he kind of screams New York Islanders to me, to be honest. Yeah, but they're going to go bigger hunting. He would be like they would. He would be a guy they would sign for like 900 K. Yeah, but like, you know, Two point, yeah, he had like what 12 2. points last 2, year or something 2.25 million dollars 32 he's slow he's bad defensively like you can't play him in your top six yeah but we also watched ben Sh uh Sherratt get traded for a first yeah album. but ben Sherratt's a big defenseman hoffman has none of the 200 he's a guy goal shit. scorer he's a goal scorer if he was know. a goal scorer that slashed guys in the face and played rough and tumble and <laughs> could play on your pk he might have value but i'm trying but he's just as useful as the Friggin' BMXer at this point to a team. <laughs> you might as well sign Matt Hoffman. Nice. Very, very good. Uh, so, yeah, forwards are kind of in a rough spot. I don't expect them to make too many additions. You're going to have Shane Wright come in and probably take a spot right out of the draft. Um, and well, that's have, why they have to move Dvorak. Or, to me, Dvorak's the guy you got to find a spot for before. You just send him down the comes. lineup. I don't think you're finding him a spot, dude. It's too much money. You might be able to eat some of that and send it somewhere. There might be a team. He's only 26. Like, there might be a team that uh, he doesn't have value the, in that. He doesn't have the upside that, um, yeah, sure. Right? Like, I don't sure. know. Out of what's, well, Florida's cap situation's mess, but they're a team that can take better, anyone and make it good. You could probably find better players with less term for similar probably, money. Probably. Than, so, like, what's the point? But well, eventually somebody's got to be left holding the chair, I guess. Yeah. And then on defense, you've got Jeff Petrie still. Another uh, guy you of, have to move, but you can't. He's super old and got a pretty decent ticket. You got Joel Edmondson for two more years um, at 3.5. You got David Savard for three more years at 3.5. Um, and then basically, what, Romanov needs a new deal? And then a bunch of dudes. And do you think Romanov wants to get paid like he's actually good? 
Um, I, well, if, I mean, I could if he does, that's an him. issue. I'm bridging the shit out of this kid. Well, what do you think? What do you think he would like? Dude, I'm he giving him like two anything. years at three million. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't so done freaking anything, and he's been bad when he's played. Yeah, he's got 19 points in 133 NHL games. Dude, I'm giving him like even that seems like two years at 2.7 or 2.2, yeah. like. Whatever Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren get, like you're giving him less. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think you can comp- compare cross team, but I would. No, I but would, I mean, th- but they're both RFAs at a similar age level, right? I would say definitely under three million, but I'm hundred percent. Sh- if you're giving him more than three million, year. you're silly. Maybe one year uh, at three mil. No, so, I give him two. He's ineligible for an offer sheet, which is interesting. But not that anyone would want to, but do you think they bring Weidman back? He basically led the team in friggin' probably. power play points. Probably. I mean, journey, journey. It probably costs nothing, right? Like just yeah. he'd take whatever. And, and like, I'm just going to quickly look at their, like Caden Gooley, um, pretty good young defenseman. They've got Nor, Nor Linder, who I've heard a lot of, um, good things about in, in terms of prospects. Um, like those two are probably on on your cusp of potentially joining the team at some point. So, you know, like you'd have a top seven of like the guys that they already have signed, like Justin Barron and um, Jordan Harris. And then you have Romanov and then those two, like you probably don't need Chris Weidman, but you could probably sign him. It's fine. You're just putting another barrier in front of a kid who's potentially pretty good. Yeah. Arguably, that could, yeah. But, they might have but maybe some, that's I mean, good. maybe that's I, what they want. I think Laval's still playing in the play, AHL playoffs, so yeah. they have a pretty good uh, farm team right now. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, they've got some guys like they they have some deep. I mean, they've been they've been relatively bad, right? So, um, other than the one year they went to the Cup final, but you know they've got um, Yan Mysak, who's a pretty highly touted. He's only 19. Um, that Heineman guy that they got recently. Um, uh, I can't say this guy's last name. I've heard a lot about him though. Yolonin. Yolo- Yolo- it's Yolonin. Yeah. Oh, Yesi Yolonin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Heard a lot about him as well too. But I don't know if any of these guys are like game. Well, Joshua Wah had like a really good year in the queue. Mm-hmm. And um, they they have Calgary's first round pick as well this year. So you're gonna get two pretty, t- and they have their own second. So you're getting like basically three first round picks. Basically. Uh, yeah, and then they also have Jake Allen as the backup, and Montembeau is an RFA, so I would sign Montembeau for what? basically what? Why? Why what? Sam Mont- Montembeau is not good. Uh, that okay? Listen to what I'm saying. I am trying to. Is, this team isn't going to be good, so okay. you trade Jake Allen for actual assets, and you sign Montembeau to be the backup. I don't think Jake Allen's worth actual assets. Yeah, but if you can get anything for him, he's where these UFA after next season. He's a he's in uh, a trade deadline edition. Yeah, that could be at half salary. I'd still like bring Montembeau back as my third goalie though. But you have, well, I mean, like in the system, you have Caden Primo as well too. Which yeah, but he hasn't 22. been very good when he's been called up though. I imagine he if the if Laval's still in the playoffs, I imagine he's a pretty big reason why. Yeah, I guess. I'm gonna double um, check that. But they got to get Price out of there. Yeah, he's can. been sick. He's been great in the playoffs. He's been Eight. sick? Well, how has he been great if he's been sick? Okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they were the worst team in the league this year. Um, they'll probably be better next year because, like, the bar is literally couldn't be lower for them, right, to, right. to be any worse. And you're probably you might have some of your better players back and healthy, like Carey Price. Um, and you're going to have a hot young first overall pick come into, which is going to be good as well. And it can't be bad. Can't be as bad as a Rem Pitlick, right? Uh, I mean, he was pretty good since he came over there. <laughs> okay, sure. Can't be as bad as Ryan Poling. Uh, hey, don't you dare! Uh, yeah, he had I trick in his first game. <laughs> I have a thing where it shows me Hab's Twitter, and let me tell you, Ryan Paling and uh, that other guy you talked about are apparently very good. They're all-stars, buddy, so don't even do it. Great. Uh, Okay, let's get the Coyotes out of the way before we finish the week off. 
okay. or this podcast off so we don't talk about them next week. This is a team that is just perennial. Like, there's nothing going on here. Uh, well, they have uh, seven picks in the first two rounds in this draft, which is Wait, pretty good. Seven fucking... Here, here's how the Arizona Coyotes draft. They pick no-name fucking uh, Swedish guys who never make the NHL. They pick guys that they don't have to sign because they can't afford to sign yeah. anyone. It's it's a joke. Like, even Barrett Hayton, I feel bad for the kid. Like, I wish he, if he was on any other team, we might actually, like, know if he's going to be good or not, but... Okay, so uh, looking at this Coyotes roster, what's one thing they definitely have, Tyler? Clayton Keller. (laughs) Dude, they have so much. They have an insane amount of cap space. Yeah, they do. They have $33 million in cap space. (laughs) They're nowhere close to being ready to use any of it. Uh, No, but they have to get to the floor, too. Yeah, they do. And they're probably going to do exactly what they did this past year. They're probably Which is what they should do reach out to fucking the New York Islanders because they are the the Vancouver Canucks of this year. Yep. And um, they're going to say, yo, send me over your shit. And we're going to uh, play Andrew Ladd. Send me a send me a Matt Martin to live in Arizona for the rest of his career, but uh, tack on an Oliver Wallstrom and we'll call it a deal. No, that they didn't even do that with Vancouver, though. So it doesn't it that's they're not even smart enough to do that. They literally just want the picks. Yeah, but they might eventually be like, we have too many picks. Because though the yeah, Islanders maybe. probably don't necessarily want to give up picks either. If they think they have too many picks, they could very easily trade them for talented players. But I don't think that they will do that. And uh, they are likely getting Logan Cooley this season or this in this draft. I would I would think I would hope for their sake. So you've basically got a new second line center to play with as well. So you know, it, it, there, there's going to be so much addition to this team. Um, just because due to the fact that there's a ton of UFAs, like a ton, like Kessel, uh, Roussel, Galchenyuk, yeah. Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Barrett Hayton needs a new contract. Christian Fisher needs a new contract. Lawson Kraus needs a new contract. Like it's crazy. Uh, of all the UFAs that you see at the forward group, three. I'm gonna say that three of them are guaranteed to be in the NHL next year. Which three are you picking? Just hypothetically, they have to be UFAs. Uh, all of the UFAs, but Amama doesn't count. Three I mean, of them are going to actually play next year. Kessel, okay, for sure. Jay Beagle, probably. Yeah, that would be my next. I honestly don't think Roussel or Louis Erickson will be in the NHL next year. I think Elchenia could get a PCO. He's already, I, I think he's probably done too. You think he's going to the K maybe? Yeah, or you think I he's think, just I think done? He's, or he goes to like Germany or something? Like if I'm him, like... If you really just don't want to play fourth line minutes here, go to Germany or anywhere else, and you are probably a one of the best players in that league. <laughs> well, he'd go to the KHL because they would, I like probably pay the best. Like considering the political situation, I guess maybe not. But yeah, but you remember he's American just because his name's Galchenyuk. Uh, no, I, I lots of Americans play in the. Like, I'm not, I no, I know. I'm just saying that currently with what's he going on, I feel like yeah. they're probably more likely to play in Sweden or the DEL or something. He can get some money. Go to Switzerland. Maybe, I guess. He had 21 points in 60 games this year. Like, again, he was pretty good with the Leafs as well. When he yeah, was, like, he's a useful, like, if you can, he's a useful bottom six forward. You I just think can't my, trust him defensively. My love for Alex Galchenyuk has been well documented, uh, but I I have a hard time believing that that a team would, like, that unless he resigns with the Coyotes, would give him another shot. Uh, so they're probably hold on to Keller and Schmaltz. They're both signed long-term. Keller is sneaky young. Keller's only 23. He's, He's got 23. lots of upside here. Like that I guy could still have like, like a 90 point season or something. Yeah. There's tons of, I mean that again, that contract could look really good. Um, in yep. a few years. uh, okay. Andrew Ladd's only got one year left at 5.5. So I bet you, they might be able to eat all of that or half of that and play him away at the deadline for yep. a bottom six forward. Uh, Nick Ritchie, same thing. He's only got 2.5 for one more year. Uh, they got Travis Boyd at an extra year at 1.75, and that's low enough that you could probably move him at the deadline if you want. to. I think to. they like him, though. They do like him, but I'm just saying that like they signed him to a cheap enough deal with an extra year on that he's like that bottom six guy that you grab as a playoff team. I disagree. Third line. I disagree. He, this, guy's okay. been waiver, this guy's been waiver 
clickbait for sure the, over the last couple of years. Like, I don't think anyone's like Travis Boyd for almost two million dollars. Like, no, it doesn't. The the year to, it it's this isn't Brandon Hagel. This isn't Blake Coleman. It's just not. I, do you think they finally move on from Lawson Kroos here as an RFA? No, they'll resign him. They need this. People need to play on this team. Well, yeah, but I think they eventually wait until the end of the free agent period and just sign whoever for one-year deals that they hope they, they can move the deadline. They will re-sign all of their RFAs because it would be silly to not, right? They're RFAs. And there are like two of them are arbitration. Yeah. Krauss and Fisher are arbitration eligible. They will likely sign them for one year at whatever they get, and then they will walk. Uh, Lawson Krauss has no value, by the way. Yeah, he does. In he's NHL circles, he does. No. Yeah, you can trash. say whatever you want, but he has he's value trash. in NHL. He's trash. If someone uh, he hits people, he's trash. He hits people. He's Christian Matt Fisher's, Martin. Christian Fisher's better than he is. He's, yeah, he is, but he's Matt Martin, man. I'm telling you oh, right now, if God. you if you pull if you went around to the average NHL GM, I bet you could get more for Lawson Kraus and Christian Fisher. If Lawson Kraus makes more than three million dollars a year over the next five years, I will be shocked. Shocked. Well, I don't know if Arizona will give him that, but he definitely won't. He, Look what I mean, freaking Josh he Anderson is a 20, got. He's twenty goals, thirty-four points in sixty-five games. He's twenty goal score this year. I don't think he's a three million dollar player, but I will be shocked. I still will be shocked. But anyways, um, on defense, it's a bunch of dudes. It's basically Chikrin, uh One more year of Ghost at four point five. Who they just, definitely move. And just mans. And just guys. <laughs> Dyson Mayo, they have two more years at 950, which is actually probably a good contract for him. Uh, Victor Soderstrom was one of those guys they picked really high in the draft and just like hasn't been. Yeah, he hasn't been a guy yet. Right. Just hasn't been anything. Cole Nachokok or Cole Nachonok, another guy they drafted. We all all know that guy. Yeah, we all know. Cal Cabio Bianco. Yeah. The cool thing is next year is we're probably going to see Dylan Gunther. Yeah. Right. In the NHL, yep. that's fun, right? And like other than that, man, I'm looking at their who they have signed on cap friendly from a prospect perspective. Not a lot of people, not a lot of not a lot of name value there. Not a there, lot. I'm telling you though, depending on what they do with their top six, like there could be some sneaky fun hockey with this team with the fucked up arena and like having a top six of maybe like Slav or what's Slavovsky or no, they'll be at three, right? Who's three? Cooley? Probably. Uh, They'll probably he, take Cooley at the, three. Depends. What, it really. It, it really depends on what New Jersey does. I assume New I Jersey's taking Slavkowski, so I just assume that Cooley is going to be a. Arizona you think Coyote. Cooley actually makes the team next year? He's apparently good, but fairly raw. So. That's, like I think they. Have oh enough. no, he is definitely not playing in the NHL next year. He's a NCAA commit. Okay. So he is definitely not playing in the NHL. So he's almost a guy I would draft if I'm them because they don't really need any more young guys in the lineup right now. No, but he's he's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, okay, over in goaltending, uh, they brought over Karel Vejmelka as a UFA uh, out of Russia, and they mm-hmm. liked him, so they signed him to a reasonable $2.725 million contract uh, for a couple more years, which is fine. That's a tradable contract, too, if you want to. Uh, and then they have waiver claim Harry Sateri as a UFA, and I'm assuming they're not bringing him back. I don't know. I would imagine no. They're probably going to sign like a a name brand veteran backup. I would assume. Uh, and they have uh, on injured reserve. They have uh, Connor Timmins, who hopefully will be able to play next year, and that could be a huge lift to their defense. Ooh, thought. Thought. M- Miko Koskinen. I could see them acquiring him. Why you not? Got the, you got the or they're or they're a prime destination for Mrazek. Uh, I hope they're a good destination for Mrazic, and it's not very much that he's there for. Right. But, like, they they have the room to get a uh, veteran name brand on a somewhat bad contract to come in and play and get minutes to kind of rebuild their value. Like, that would be a that'd be a pretty smart move by Arizona, I would say. If I'm Arizona right now and clearly not trying to win, all I'm doing is bringing guys in and trying to flip them for assets at the deadline over and over and over again. Like, that's what the Leafs did for years. Remember, they would bring guys like Parento and Winnick yeah. and stuff like that and then just flip them at the deadline. Yeah, it's get smart your late round picks and just start building assets. They're just doing it in a different way where they're taking on bad contracts. Yeah, they're doing it with cap right? space, what the Leafs right. weren't really able to do, unfortunately. No. no. But yeah, uh, like, again, this is one of those teams, like, they're bad for a reason. They're 
probably going to be bad again next year unless you know a lot of things would have to swing in the right direction you'd need um that defense core to be somewhat good you need jacob trickern to have a big bounce back season you'd need uh clayton keller and nick schmaltz to be kind of the players that they looked like at times during the year but more consistent and then you'd need a lot of the middle six to have career years there's no like even for them to be a bubble team it'd basically have to be like a perfect 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 season for that team and a bunch of other teams i feel like would have to have an absolutely terrible season yeah the floor is very low and the ceiling is also low yeah uh and their uh capacity at their arena also low low (laughs) haha Uh, okay, well, that'll be the podcast for this week. Uh, next week, we'll dip into the bottom again and go through a few more teams like that. Uh, so, And we might even have a Stanley Cup final decided by the time we record next week. Who knows? No, no, it would be... Oh, no, not decided, like, but I mean, we might we be would, into it by we next week. We might be week. into the Stanley Cup final, but not decided, no. Uh, so we may have to make some Stanley Cup final bets uh, before the next podcast um, yeah, if we'll, we're doing that kind of thing. We'll keep We'll keep track. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast this week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.